almost done. After today, there will be only one. Oklahoma State, a repeat national champion in the 40s, is trying to recapture the glory of yesteryear. UMass has no Final Four history, only an all-or-nothing refuse-to-lose attitude. Let's not talk football, people. Let's talk hoop. Welcome to the 19.9 Podcast. Today we've got a mashup of a 19.9 Classic and Ad Nauseam. What's Ad Nauseam, you ask? It's a podcast hosted by today's guest, Scott Schaefer. Scott is a sports apparel designer who has worked for Gear for Sports, Retro Brand, and Breaking Tea, as well as his own companies, Flyover and Jim Dandy. He's also the host of said podcast, Ad Nauseam, which reviews and talks shit on commercials. Oh, and he does the stand-up comedy, uh, but we're in a pandemic, so not, let's not act like he's making any money off of that. Uh, he's kind enough to join us today, so let's get into it. Uh, we're going to kick off talking about uh, Tabor College. We were discussing, what is Tabor College? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. It's a small liberal arts college in uh, Hillsboro, Kansas, and uh, it's the, kind of the epitome of a small-time college basketball. And that's what I loved about as soon as we started talking about it, I'm like that if you, you love basketball, if you're if you're playing at yeah. that level and continuing on after you're not doing it for like the glory of thousands. Of, yeah. You're like, I love playing basketball. I'd like to continue playing basketball. Yeah, you, you, you basically held out for one night where it was church night. And then everybody came <laughs> from, from all the local churches. It was packed. There's nothing but gray hairs, people, and old people everywhere. It was, it was awesome. That was our one, like, that was our, like, uh, one shining moment kind of thing. Yes, that was great. Okay, so then to set the scene, so we picked uh, an Oklahoma, Oklahoma State team. So uh, tell us why, the, why this team, why this team, and then why this game. Well, th so this was the first ever team that I remember that was obviously really good uh, for Oklahoma State because at this point I'm I'm only like 11 years old and so I didn't know that we that Oklahoma State was kind of garbage for the last 40 years <laughs> and so with you know Bryant Reeves and Randy Rutherford it was like we actually had a winner and um, I actually was at the game that we're going to talk <sighs> well, that's about awesome. so. Yeah, it was nice to, it was like, and plus, like, I hate to sound like a hayseed, but like, I'm from a town of like 900 people. And so going to East Rutherford, New Jersey to the, to where the Nets played was insane to me. It was so big. It was yeah. so like, just, it was a glamorous world that I had no idea was, that actually existed. <laughs> I love that. Even though East Rutherford, New Jersey isn't that glamorous, <laughs> it's a little better than Caldwell Camp. <laughs> Yeah, that had to be a crazy experience at 11, especially if you were huge into basketball. Like, it just blown my yeah. mind. Yeah. Well, we connected with you through Paul Shirley, and you did the cover for, for his book. So uh, whose who's, uh, small town was bigger, though? Because he's from a hayseed uh, town as well, right? Technically, technically, mine is bigger. <laughs> yes. where, but, but, but where he's from is like 400 people. But he went to high school in a town that's like <laughs> 11, 1200. So it kind of goes either way. That's a deep argument right there. I know. I, I always play this game with people because they, you know, when I've lived in Los Angeles, I've lived in 
Kansas City, I lived in a lot of bigger places, and you know, you tell them they're from a small town, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like what, forty thousand people?" And I'm like, "No." Oh. They're like, "Well, how many people did you graduate with?" I'm like, "I graduated with twenty nine. And then oh I usually gosh. shut them up at that point. Like that, that usually wins the argument, you know. That's incredible. As, from, as people from small towns, a twenty thousand person in my small town, Robert was a little bit smaller. Yeah, yeah I mean, we only had uh, ninety was our graduation. Oh, look at that, class, three, like three that. times. Yeah. The size. I know. That's how did you even fill the team for basketball? Basketball. We just asked dudes to come out. <laughs> there was no try. I've never, I've never went through a tryout in my life in a small, a small town. We, we wanted bodies. Oh Did you gosh. get a fifth year of eligibility? I was like, we might as well just pull out some towners who had graduated the year before in <laughs> case we need an extra, it. extra couple players. Definitely. So the question is, how good was your high school team? How do we pretty? Good. We were always pretty good. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I know we were pretty good. My my sophomore year was kind of our best year where we should have went to state, but then we lose to the eventual state champions before we get there. My senior year, I led us to the state championship game or state uh, tournament, and then we just blew it. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was like there was this like cool little thing where if we won, we we're gonna play a team that we've already played three times. And so, like, there's like these bragging rights, and then we shit the bed and didn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's all for nothing. Oh my gosh! All right, so let's talk a little bit about this game. So we've got the Elite Eight game, Big Country versus Marcus yeah. Marcus Camby. Uh, I I don't think there could be like a bigger contrast in styles. Like, I don't know where you, totally. where you guys got like just dipping into this game, but I was blown away to just watch like how different these two teams were. Yeah. So the uh, the crazy part was that the previous games before this, so I think in the first round they beat like Drexel, but then they played Alabama, who had a, Antonio McDice. And so Big Country went up against him, and then the next game they had played Wake Forest. And so Tim Duncan and Big Country. And so like by the time we got to UMass, we were like, well, we're, we're running out of luck, right? <laughs> we're not going to shut down Marcus Canby, and that's insane. But they, they played a great game. So because you were just a big fan of him, like how? Why wouldn't they do more ISOs versus Big Country, like with Cam? Uh, you know what I mean? Like why not pull him out from the basket? Yeah, I don't know about pulling out from the basket, but there was a handful of times where they kept trying to give him the ball and just like a one-on-one at the block, and they people forget how quick Big Country was. He he was pretty agile. Yeah, and so like Marcus Camby was giving up forty. 45, 50 pounds. A lot. That's he was, generous. He, he was like big. Big country was big. He's like, like he's not just tall. He was a he was a Mystic man. And like Marcus Camby, for as athletic and quick as he was, he was so much smaller. Yeah, I couldn't. So, fi- yeah, I, I, I couldn't yeah, figure out why they didn't put him in pick and roll, or just or just pull big country away from the basket. And Marcus Camby, like dripping wet, had to been like barely two hundred pounds. Like, he he has yeah. one of those like oversized t shirts on. I'm like that dude yep, is yep. so skinny. And I mean country you didn't know had where to be his chest ever started. Probably yeah. I think Brian, what do you think? What was Bryant Reeves listed as? Do we think three hundred at that time? He had to be close. I think to he was just under it. I, I want to say like two eighty five. Yeah, you never put three hundred. Actually, it's like Zion. Yeah, he's listed at like two <laughs> two two fifty. Like okay, <laughs> I seen him in live, and he's thick. He's he's big. Zion than is very thick. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, Lou Rowe. 
I lo- love that. Yeah. Lo- just had to shout him out. Love, love that. And then I, I totally to, forgot about him. I know. So good. So good. Like a ran- random, like UMass guy that I was like, oh man. And I was going to ask you guys about in- injuries. Like, do you, when you're watching like an old game and you hear, so like Padilla was injured in this, I just, ne- it's like in the moment, I always discount how much that kind of stuff plays into you know, the outcome of a game. Cause that guy, you know, he, he's awesome the next year when UMass makes their run and he's just not, he's just out. He's got like a weird arch thing or something like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I believe that it would have made a difference. Uh, I mean, cause Kellogg played decent, but yeah. I think he just gives like a, he was better at threes, right? Edgar was. Yeah. And I think that might've opened some things up. Uh, and plus they ran out of bodies and I, yeah. I didn't realize how Oak, Oklahoma was so uh, defensively, they were so aggressive. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, why that's I think it was like an Eddie Sutton trait for sure. Yeah, I, I didn't watch much Oklahoma State. He was he, right. he's a really good coach. Like he's yeah, that's what he's it, one of those I guys read. too. And he's got that Henry Iba connection. Who yeah. went? It, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but there is a documentary that they just did where the Hoosiers went over to like China and did like an Asian trip in 1984. And the, this one of the reporters took a camcorder along and recorded all of it. And randomly, like Knight is friends with Iba, so he's like at the end of his life. But he brings him on this trip as like a conciliary, <laughs> just like to talk hoops basically with Knight, uh, you know, yeah. on on the thing, which would have been pretty cool to to be on a fly on the wall for those two. The other thing with Edgar was I felt like a big part of this game where it really switched over was when Camby got his third foul. And that would have gave him another score yeah. on the floor. I thought that really affected them in the second half. And it always gets me in these big games, how they call these fouls. And they're, <laughs> oh, man. It, you oh, scratch yeah. your head. You're like, how are you going to take the best? At that time, Camby was – Thought to be one of the best players, if not the best player in the nation. So, how are you going to take right. him out on ticky tack fouls? Yeah, yeah I mean, there it just changed the game. Ticky tack stuff early on. Yeah, and I mean, big country's a big dude, and back then they played hard. You know, like they didn't call, you know, everything like they do now. Where you yeah. just, it just kills, it just blows my mind when they do that. We've talked about it before, and like <laughs> no, it, it just it. blows us away when they do that. Yeah. Okay, so you talked about like oh yeah, go ahead. No, you go, you go, because I was gonna, I, I got uh, one one other thing that I want to ask both of you. So you go with your point on that. I was just gonna say that the Keontae Roberts fouling out at the very beginning of the second half was when I thought I was like, oh, we're doomed. We are so doomed. That was losing Padilla. That that was our Padilla loss. Like that was our injury. Mm-hmm. I was like, I thought we were toast because he was such a such a good player, and he probably. I should have been starting, but yeah, to miss him sucked. Yeah, was he? Like I said, I wasn't. I, I watched him in the game, but was he just like the energize energizer guy for the team? Totally freshman. Yeah. Uh, he just like you know how some of those freshmen come in; they're super athletic and they almost don't don't know any better, and so they just kind of have games where they just light it up. He was one of those dudes. He could play defense, he could play offense, and score. And then yeah, when we didn't have him for the like the next eighteen minutes, the last eighteen minutes of the game, it was pretty uh it was pretty dicey. He was a little like ahead of his time even, like had a little versatility for a, a wing guy. He like brought it up, broke the pressure a couple times. He was an interesting yeah. player. Yeah. The other player I was gonna ask you about since you're you watch the team so much, the the Randy guy. Randy Rutherford, is that what I'm saying? Yeah. Like was he just like either lights out or was he just one of them guys if he's hitting, he's amazing. If he's not you need to get him off the floor. See, I feel I feel like he was. Maybe I'm just being nice, but I feel like overall he was very consistent because, like in this game, 
he he is just let it fly. And so, <laughs> so I remember he didn't make a I don't think he made a three pointer in the first half. No, and no, so I'm like I know that he had a lot of points, and so that second half he just came alive. And so I feel like he was mostly consistent, but like he was definitely our number two, our yeah. scorer. So like I feel like he actually was more consistent, but he was. Chucking it, he's definitely, <laughs> well, he definitely just, wasn't shy. I just heard him talk about in the uh, the broadcast that he scored like forty three points or something one of the games before. Yeah. So I was waiting yep. for him to blow up, and then he kept missing. I was like, well, maybe he's like Devonte Green was for IU a couple years ago. If he's on, man, he's yeah, really take, good. I'd take Devontae when Green he's right off, yeah. he ain't gonna hit nothing. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna play something about tempo here. I got a question for you guys. All right, here we go. but it's one thing to turn it over with a travel, if you will, but the whole different thing is to turn it over on a steal because they can convert it. This is Rutherford, guarded by Carmelo Travieso. There's the tip to single. Another turnover. Oklahoma State turned it over only six times in their win the other night against Wake Forest. And this is the tempo Massachusetts wants. They want to speed up your offense. Has to read it, get in the middle. He doesn't. Lou Rowe anticipates, and that what, that's what ignites fast break for you man gotta remember you play against you man if you go up or you beat them they come from behind to make plays so i love like buckner pointing that out but man their tempo is one of those words i don't hear as much anymore but seem to play a critical role in this and i've got this uh, theory to throw at you guys so i think that like it is weird we have uh, there's this thing i've heard about sugar right it's in everything now ketchup has sugar bread has sugar <laughs> and it seems like the way that we've uh made the rules and we bring it up in different ways but it's like everything has been geared towards scoring and there is something about this game that's just fun to watch that there's a different like different tempos there's this like contrasting styles and that's part of what makes it really fun to watch both teams aren't trying to do the same thing in the same way i don't know what you guys think i think that we're older (laughs) so we enjoy defense and the people that are you know in their 20s early 20s probably don't care about defense they just want to see the highlights right so like we i guess we respect the defense and you know you know we enjoy it because we had to play it but uh the other thing that i i I heard this in the broadcast i think it was last night maybe it was the all-star game or some other game i can't remember which one it was they were talking about like the pressure right they they got a steal and besides they had a three-on-one the, the tie of the game, all they needed was a layup, and all three guys flared out to the oh. three-point line, oh, yeah. and they shot yeah, the three, yeah. they missed it, <laughs> and they lost the game. And the guy and the broadcaster's like, you know, Curry really did a lot of things for this league, and this is one of the things I don't like. He said, everybody <laughs> thinks they got to be the hero. Why would you not take a wide-open layup, tie the game, and go into overtime? Instead, everybody flares and shoots a three. You know you would have shot that three. I, yeah, I would have shot it not in high school. In high school, I would have went for the layup because if I shot that three and missed it, I'd probably get benched the next game, right? Like, are you, I'm running valleys for like – Scott, are you letting it fly or what? Are you cutting to the basket? I, I'm letting it fly. I, I like to show off. I, I, I want to shoot it from deep. No, I like to show off too. I'm talking about in high school. Like, if I'm on the court and I and we need three points to win, you better believe I'm shooting five foot behind the line. Yeah. But well, I, I, I'm doing one A basketball, so we have like three guys who can dribble on the entire team. So I, I, I can, I can kind of do whatever I want. <laughs> You're not sitting me. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. There's 29 kids in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh shoot. 
All right, let's talk a little design corner. Anybody got the things they liked about the uh, the designs in this? I know we got the UMass stuff. I love I love the like shooting shirts and the color blocking on those. Hopefully, yeah. we're, we're going to get the quarter zips uh, coming sometime. Uh, that will kind of look mock up those, so it'd be pretty neat to see those in in the wild. And then I had I think I had the Air Max shoes that uh, some of these guys have on. But anybody else see anything? I saw the Mar- Mark Jackson double armband oh, thing, armband. and as a big Pacer fan, <laughs> I remember that, and I was like, oh, that it was classic. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that, too. That was yeah. one thing that I Andre, saw. Andre saying. Owens, right? Yeah. Yeah, Andre Owens. Yeah. The, uh, I love that there's the, just the total contrast between the, the two jerseys. I mean, like Oklahoma State's going with the arch mm. and then the number and then the state flat underneath it, and then UMass has this cool U with a different mass next to it. Like, they looked so much more hip than we looked. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, we, looked like, we looked like jerseys that big country <laughs> would wear, and they were looking like cool jerseys that cool they looked, kids like yeah. row would wear. Yeah. It was more like a th- their jersey for Oklahoma State was more like almost like a – what a lot of teams had back then, yeah. right? Where UMass oh, was yeah. going Every, was out, out there, like, we don't care what everybody else is doing. We're going to do something else and yeah. stand out. And it's probably a recruiting thing, right? <laughs> it probably We're was. They so probably... Much- Cal, how old's Cal Perry in this game? He's young. Was so he like so tw- young. 27 or I mean, nah, he's, got, no, he's yeah. really young. Not that young. He's probably like 30, though. He's legit. Yeah, he does. <laughs> well, compared to good. Eddie Sutton, he looks like a guy <laughs> Sutton, like, like he's, <laughs> he does look really old. Yeah. And I love, like, yeah. he looked like ones. that probably the first year he was at Oklahoma State, though, too. Yeah. He's one of those guys that looked yeah. the same. The he whole just, time. he had that old man look like back in the day where they didn't even cut their hair. They just let the hair go over their ears because they were like, I'm not paying for your haircut yet. Hasn't been two months. <laughs> oh my gosh, for sure. All right, uh, you ready for the first commercial here? I'm gonna hit the audio and then uh, we'll, we'll let you kind of intro this this uh, this style. I'm, I'm excited about this. Here we go. Yeah, which one is it? This is the Visa commercial. Okay. All right. Can you take me for a minute? Sure. Thanks. You sure this is the one you want? Yeah. Hey, he's adorable. You like him more than all the others. Yeah. We'll take him. And you're gonna walk him? I promise. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't accept that card. Oh, but it's all we have. I'm sorry. There you are. There he is. We'll take him. Used more often than any other card in the world. Visa. Come on, Elmo. Elmo? It's the only card you need. <laughs> you, you, I got to say one thing before you go. I did not realize the voice. From watching it earlier, that voice is just creepy, man. I did not realize yeah. what was going on there until you... You play it though. Oh go ahead. You, go ahead there. Oh no! So my favorite part about seeing this commercial is so if you haven't, if you didn't see it, basically this kid wants this puppy, right? And the parents are like, "Are you sure?" No, he's like, "Yes." God damn it! How many times <laughs> does it say? But then, so they take it back into the front area where then another couple sees it. They just pounce on it, try and buy it, <laughs> but they don't have a Visa card, so they're denied. But then ultimately, the kid who was supposed to get it somehow ends up with it. So I'm just like, who's? How do you run your business? That store with dogs? Like, how 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 do you go from one kid to just taking it willy nilly up to the front, and then someone else gets it? Like that? that, that, No, like fucking write up a ticket for it, put it in the back, and that kid's gonna get it. Like he almost went home crying, like because he didn't get. And also. 
why are you just turning business away? Like, learn to take know. other credit cards. Like, you're losing yeah, exactly. out on half the economy. This isn't the 1970s. This is like 1995. Right. Like, come on, what's happening? We were we were talking about this earlier. We we're like, okay, first of all, back then, I mean, the the second couple was older, so you know they would have had cash. Oh, they, or they, they would have had sure. check. Yeah. Like most right, people older sure, yeah. did not have a credit card. Yeah, they probably didn't they didn't know believe it. in it. Yeah. No. Yeah, so they're paying. And they're doing like the car- the carbon copy thing with the, <laughs> yeah, the exactly. machine, you know. 100%. And it's just yeah, it, I was it was just wild. Also, I don't know why the commercial thought that it needed the two go arounds with asking a, a child if he wants a dog. One hundred percent, they want the freaking dog. <laughs> Are you going to take care of it? The, the classic. Second time, yeah, the second time that you ask him, is he going to be like, ah, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> thanks for thanks for asking me twice, guys. I'm actually yeah. out now. <laughs> okay so i got a question for you guys would this get visa canceled now because <laughs> i feel like old people stealing a, a puppy from a child that everyone's just out on visa i would say get them sued i would i would say that i wouldn't say maybe visa wouldn't get sued but i would say that store company's definitely getting That's sued true. for ruining for that sure. boy's life <laughs> that's <laughs> right there you should have let those old people have yeah, what they it wanted might be the okay? other way around maybe the old people they're yeah. discriminating Oh, maybe. The people, yeah. yeah, they're like, well, sorry, we had MasterCard. That's right. We don't believe in Visa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're, we're a Discover family. We don't know. Exactly. It's the card that pays you back. Discover, we're available yeah, right. for sponsorship. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, my gosh. All right. it's, funny that you, it's funny that you said that you're available for sponsorship because I joke about how my podcast is the most unsponsorable <laughs> exactly. podcast ever. Yeah, exactly. No one's, unless they like, I mean, I can be bought. But like they're gonna be like, hey, don't talk trash on our commercials. I'm like, okay. Don't worry, MeUndies is coming for you. You have you aren't making fun of you aren't making you aren't making fun of podcast commercials yet. So you need the podcast nope, sponsors in on it. All right, let's talk a little a point. little big picture context. So this is just like anything. Um, kind of what, what uh, sets this game apart. So I had Henry Iba in here, so I already scooped that that one. But this is Oklahoma's first. Uh, final four since 1945 <laughs> so like yep. you said that was uh, a long ways and then I had Keontae Roberts this is where I put slotted him in because he really in- impressed yep. me I was just like wings with skills this seemed like a you know w- was a, a standout at the time because I didn't see the other wings moving like him what other like big things stood out to you guys if you had any I mean we talked about it a little bit earlier just the the pressure defense for me from Oklahoma State I just I, I said I didn't watch him very much to be honest but yeah, they were a lot like UMass as far as the pressure goes, and I didn't know that before the game. Mm. So yeah, Sutton, like as like you guys mentioned, total Henry Iba, Bobby Knight disciple. Because like Bobby Knight, I forgot how much he loved Henry Iba, mm-hmm. and so it, I remember we would go to Oklahoma State basketball camps, and we did not practice zone. He he didn't play zone, and so unless you could play defense, you you weren't gonna get on the court. <laughs> That was Indiana. Yeah, I, I tell you yeah, what. Did I, you I, already I, said that was Indiana. I, I I'll tell you a story. It really it really pissed me <laughs> off. So I that's what we always played, right? Nobody ever played zone in Indiana. Like it was yeah. if you couldn't play man to man defense, you didn't deserve to play. So right. like it was a couple years after I graduated, probably like three or four. So I go to I think we were in regional. Or my my old team was in regional. So I go. They're playing zone, and I was just so pissed. And then they didn't box out. And like I, we have, like in, in our school, like it, like when I graduated, our tallest guy was like six foot two. 
you know, and he played the post, you know. So it wasn't like there's huge guys, right? So this team has six, five guys that are athletic and they can't get a rebound because they don't know what a box out is. Oh my god! I was like, you can't play man to man. You can't box out. I'm like, I told him they're like, you gonna come back to watch the next game? I said no, I will never come. And I, and I, I went like all the way till this year when we had our 20 year reunion without going back wow. to a game because I was just so disgusted by watching them play zone. <laughs> Hard line. I like it. Hard yeah. liner for for man to man. Bobby Knight would be proud. Was that point guard for that was for um, UMass? That was Kellogg, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, was he a scoring point guard all season? Because he had a pretty solid offensive game. But uh, see, he was like the sixth man. Yeah, like see, that's where was Edgar he? would have been the starter. It was Travieso and, P- oh, okay. and Padilla that yeah. were starting, and he was like coming off the bench for them. So I think he was a bit of a spark plug. Um, but that, but he was a senior, and then he goes moves on after this year. But he played well in this game. Like he was, yeah, he played really well. And I was just con- like there was a little contrast because between him. And Andre, Andre Owens was not like a scoring no. point guard. And so it was, I just, I like a scoring point guard. And so like, I was very, I, I, like you said, I was very impressed with his, with Kellogg's game that game. Now, Traviosa, he actually, like we did a podcast, what was it? The 96 mm-hmm. season. And he averaged, what was it? Do you remember like five threes a game? Yeah, something ridiculous. I mean, it was, it was something surprising. ridiculous for 96 and I didn't, and he shot like 40%. Yeah. Like he was actually right. really good. Yeah. So, all right, this, uh, this next category is called Can't Let It Go. So it's just something um, that you have been thinking about or the, the game brought up or in the research of the game. So mine, uh, long tale of history. So it's a little lazy because it's from Wikipedia, but <laughs> Henry Iba ended up being responsible partially indirectly for $165 million donation because he helped uh, T. Boone Pickett's a graduate of OSU. Yeah, he kind of had helped him get a job or asked Iba for help, and he went and helped him set him up with some interviews. So what a weird – you just never know. Like, I think that's a thing, like, to help people out when you can. And, wow, that's that's certainly a a come around right there for old Iba. Not that he didn't do enough already. loves – Tibu loved Oklahoma State. He put his name on everything once, everything. He, once he started donating. Hey, yep. you got that kind of money. You can get your name on whatever you want. You're dropping that kind of – that's a lot of money. <laughs> We're available for sponsorships. We no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a certain point where they're trying to, like, like, kind of, like, build this whole new kind of sports complex practice facility area to be, like, state-of-the-art. And he came in with so much money that they had to bulldoze like six blocks worth wow. of a residential area, oh and God. the rest of us were like, "Hey, we don't give a shit. We need, we need, we need some new, we need some new facilities. Let's make this happen. Buy their house. We don't. Yeah, it's not my house. I don't care." Uh, I got, I got one for right. you, uh, Scott. Do you think that the big country would be able to play in today's college basketball and be as dominant in today's college basketball? Yes. I think so. I mean, like he was like I said, he was agile. He had some of the best hands of any big man that size and I feel like he just had a lot more touch and a lot more uh, athleticism than people give him credit for. And so college basketball, yeah. NBA, I have really no idea because it's such a like we talked about everyone's flaring out for three-pointers so on fast break. You think he's four-year college player then? Yeah, I think so. Because he, he could yeah. shoot, he could shoot like he the was he brought, the, the tournament like free throws. He was like ninety some percent. I was like astounded. Yeah, that's what they said. He's got shot normally seventy though. Yeah, but for the but tournament, still, shot 90, like he yeah. was on fire. He was on fire, and I just think like that's a, that's enough to play in college for sure. Look at that, <laughs> I mean, he played in the Purdue, NBA for the how many years? That, he probably that played for us the other night. 
He he's better. He's as Who? good as that guy. Who, I didn't e- watch it. Edie, the I told new, you to the, the, He's off. on Purdue now. The <laughs> giant. He's like a sort of like in the same uh, in the same mold, like seven four, not very mobile. Yeah, but, but just a big, big country dude. was seven one, right? He is, but he was and a he lot had more talent. Skill. He had a lot more talent. Yeah, a lot guy. more talent. Yeah. Yeah, so. Why why does Purdue always have the nearly eight foot guy? I don't like, know. Is it? It's they're really good at getting them. <laughs> it's like they, they why don't they why watch Rocky? My team have them apparently. Is the show. <laughs> I, I, what I should yeah. be asking. I think they watched Rocky and they really want the Russian guy, so they they look for all these big dudes. <laughs> they do, we, well, and they put them we, on the machines and. I mean, since we hate Purdue, it's He's uh, probably on roids too. Yeah, exactly. oh, definitely. As, <laughs> as IU fans, since we hate Purdue, it's perfect because not, nothing is easier to hate than a giant, you know, awkward white guy. Draco right? looking exactly. Yeah. Hey, this guy is a lot better than what was the last horns or horns? horns. The guy that kept oh, flicking man. his hair every time he ran on no, the floor. Yeah, oh yeah, my god, yeah. it was just it was it was too much. Too much. It was too <laughs> much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, we got the we got the second commercial. This is the Sunfire commercial. Here's here's the audio for this one. Look at that new Pontiac Sunfire. Now, if you take yours flying to some other planet, the standard five-speed and fuel-injected engine will make those light years just kind of zip by. Speaking of the all-new Pontiac Sunfire, do you know how much extra the dual airbags and anti-lock brakes will cost you? That's right. Zero. Nothing. The big O. Finally, a real set of wheels you can really afford. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with this. Yeah. Oh, I watched this. it no, like no. five times, and I tried to come up with <laughs> something that, I, I, I mean, it was just bad. <laughs> it was bad because, like, like okay, it's the Hollywood sign. The, I get that the, that the O falls over, but then they call it a zero. As a typographer, I take... <laughs> That's what I thought. That. I was it's like, two different things. It's yeah. not a number. But I think when it when it hits the road, they say something about the Zero. O. It gives you the, yeah, the O. o. They, they basically double dip, which I don't appreciate. You got to go with one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, just if you have that line bottled, why don't you just use it? Like you don't have to use the zero. You can just use the big O. People will get it. Also, there is no car so more true. midwestern than a Pontiac Sunfire. For sure, yes. Like classic. I had a Pontiac Sunfire. This is why I picked this one. <laughs> Did you get it for the airbags and the disc brakes? Or because it would take you back in time. Yeah. Well, it's great because when I got like I my my dad my parents bought me the car, right? Yeah. And so for like three months that I had it, I was king dingaling of Caldwell, Kansas. <laughs> sickest sickest car in a farming community and then like after that summer it was me and every other high school girl had freaking sunfire no dudes owned a sunfire none besides yeah, you me. can't go mudding in a sunfire man yeah, you're you a country you boy try, right you, you can't be stuck. driving a sunfire yeah, exactly yeah. all right wait i gotta ask why are they in space did that does anyone know yeah, why they start in space is that clear? I, think, I thought maybe I they just had like so many ideas. They're like, we have Hollywood, we have space, we have like the country. They're like, fuck it, let's do them all. At first, <laughs> there's no direction behind this. I really thought it was going to be like a Back to the Future commercial at first. I thought maybe they, they were going to go. They were like going back in time. Ten and they were year come. ten year anniversary of Back to the Future. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that would have been better. But what was that car? That car that was a little bit cooler though. The, De- the DeLorean. DeLorean yeah, yeah, definitely. The DeLorean, yeah. yeah a little if you bit. Had, yeah. If you had rolled up in those. There's a documentary made on this Pontiac Sunfire. <laughs> if you would have had that in high school. It, it's available, Scott. We, we might, maybe oh, we man. Got, maybe we got oh, a corner. If, if Pontiac's willing to throw the kind of money that they did uh, towards this commercial, towards uh, our documentary about the Sunfire, oh, I'm man. in. Well, the graphics <laughs> were be, just I'll unbelievable. Watch, I'll watch that for sure. <laughs> 
Also, like, what was the change in music? It was like normal car music, and then it was all of a sudden banjo. But the banjo was in Hollywood. Like, why is Hollywood the banjo? Yeah, what the hell? When did you hear? I don't think. When did you hear banjos while you lived in Los Angeles? I guess in the nineties. Never, not once. Apparently, apparently there weren't enough Pontiac Sunfires driving around for yeah. me to hear a banjo in Los Angeles. Yeah. If you had been in Melrose Place in the 90s, I'm pretty sure lots of Sunfires, <laughs> right. lots of banjos. <laughs> so totally true. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. All right. Game moments uh, or, or play of the game. So I, I loved uh, Buckner. This kind of gets to some of the stuff that you guys were saying. But Talks literally like is furious about this guy. I think it, it might have been uh, our boy Andre Owens drives in, and instead of like – getting the layup kicks it out for a three and he's beside himself he's just like why did he kick that ball out what is he doing (laughs) that was before curry it was amazing yeah you just it's it's totally different. yeah it's all randy rutherford yeah exactly that's uh, steph curry stealing from randy rutherford yeah yeah rutherford started the revolution what'd you what'd you guys have any any favorite moments from the game uh go ahead okay uh yeah well it's kind of it involves the same person like scott pierce getting his tooth knocked out of his head yes. during the game and, and continuing to play. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I don't even go to the dentist because that shit hurts me so much. Like I couldn't imagine playing basketball after getting hit in the face. Who, who and, actually, and, I, and I think he goes like, se- like, he goes like six of eight or something like that. He, yeah. he had a really yeah, good jumper like, really that game. Really good. I like, I like when they show him on the bench and he's just sitting there like nothing ever happened until he smiles yeah. and you can see the big gap. And I'm like, yeah. I, I told Aaron, I was like, you know that was cool while he was playing, but as soon as he got off the court and had to go back to college, <laughs> man. man, you know they were t- they were talking to smack because he looked pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like no, hockey honestly, teeth. So, do you guys? Um, there's a there's a kind of a local famous restaurant in Stillwater called Eskimo Joe's, and they always would make kind of like T-shirts for the college. And so, going to the Final Four after this, they made these T-shirts called toothless in seattle oh, based on him getting his wow, tooth knocked that's awesome. and everyone everyone wore a toothless in seattle t-shirt man we you need we need to mock that up and send it to to josh get get that remade yeah. that'd be awesome you can I'll, find that online i guarantee you can find it online okay I'm, I'm gonna somehow. look that i'm gonna look that up i'm making i'm making yeah. a note right now <laughs> that's um, awesome. the other thing i was gonna say uh about about them was just uh his like no threes in the first half and then he goes on and then to the, the at halftime they show the tooth in the, in the, the person's palm. hand yeah. i was yeah. just like so i'm noticing like all the like covid the the other way the other <laughs> way now like all that stuff like small desks everything like clicks weird in my brain where i'm like oh my god why would you do that everything just seems kind of awkward but uh we've got the 199 moment so we're gonna hear uh, a three-pointer and and uh yeah just hit hit that and then we'll be on to the last uh the last commercial pro line is 23 feet four inches the college line is 19.9 19 feet nine inches so there was randy rutherford again coming alive in that second half and he was a fun you're so so he was a shooter you were confident like if yeah he if his shot was going up it was going in so so tell me about like the second half so you're there so what do you remember about just like being in the building as it's as the game really started to turn because that first half the pressure the tempo was UMass and right. they really asserted themselves in the second half and and started to, to just be in control of the game yeah so I, I remember 
I don't remember much. Like I said, I was like, I was like, so I was 11 years old. So mm-hmm. I, I, the moment was pretty big. We didn't have the best seats, but I do remember in the second half, once we built that lead, I had like so much. My dad is the worst fan when it comes to having a lead. He's like, <laughs> we're going to blow it. He's like, he just like, he just does that old man dad stuff. And, and so I had a lot of that in yeah. me and I'm like, we're up by like 11 at one point. And I'm like, okay, so like, when are we going to give this up? I was like, just like, when are we going to lose this? Because I just, even though we were clearly playing better at that time, I just had this weird, I don't know, loseritis in me where I was like, okay, let's start coughing it up and make this game way too close. But it, it kind of never, it never happened. Yeah, definitely. It was great. Yeah, that's, that's funny. That Well, when you haven't won in 50 years, I think that's, <laughs> yeah. that could be yeah. why he's thinking and, and in the back of my mind, I know that Keontae Roberts is on the bench with 5,000. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm, to- I'm, I'm toast. I'm like 11 oh years old crying already. His last <laughs> foul, too. What was he doing? Oh. What was he doing? No, don't know. What was he doing? And that's one of those moments where I don't even think Eddie Sutton yelled at him. He just got like his grumpy cat face and yeah. just let him like walk I'm dis- back. So he I'm didn't disappointed talk to him the in entire- you. Yeah, he didn't even, even after the game, after they won, he didn't talk to him. 100%. 100%. All right, we got the last commercial here. This is the Sinbad commercial. Here we go. Yeah. Howdy. Sinbad here with Polaroid's new talking camera. It can wrangle a smile even from these ornery cowpokes. Do your mamas know that you're cowboy? Do your mamas know that you're cowboy? New Polaroid talking camera. <laughs> Polaroid talking camera. This is 100% the greatest and dumbest thing in the world because if you can talk, why do you need a talking camera? I don't this is know. You said the thing that made them laugh was what you just said three seconds before that. <laughs> you're, you're Sinbad. Why would you want the camera to make them laugh? And, and, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And why would they think that's funny? I have no idea. That's, exactly. That's the question. Why would, if they were true cowboys, <laughs> yeah. why would they think Sinbad saying, your mama says you're cowboys or whatever? Like, why would they think that's yeah. funny? Like, they'd be like, who are they, you they, and why are you talking to me? They should literally just like, <laughs> yeah, they should have literally <laughs> just took a gun, shot the Polaroid out of his hand and be like, yeah. who's fucking laughing now, Sinbad? Yes. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> and recorded it. Okay, so I'm always trying to think of like, put myself in the target. Like, who's the target audience of like, who's the Sinbad cowboy Polaroid right. camera <laughs> Nexium that, they, that they're like, people are going to love this camera. They love Sinbad. <laughs> they love cowboys. And talking cameras, why not? Like, I, what? Talking cameras. Uh, who, it's a good question. Who do you think they're reaching, Scott? I don't know. Well, so I, I've, what, from the looks of it, it looks like they're going for adults because Sinbad's not talking to a young group of people, right? right? But also, that is such a novelty item that it's made for dumb 13 year old yeah it's made for idiots like me in 1995 <laughs> exactly it is yeah because <laughs> i don't i wasn't rubbing brain cells together when i was 11 i was no. just like it's a camera that talks why wouldn't i want it That's right same yeah but like no practical adult is be like why would i pay more for this <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah so it's, i don't know who they're going for i know that like optically it looks like adults but i feel like no one bought it we're we're yeah. we're cowboys big in the '90s. I don't really remember cowboys <laughs> being a thing in the '90s, but maybe I, maybe I was missing things. It feels like they had to been targeting like middle you know middle America or something like that. With, yeah, because like, they had it in the Sunfire also, commercial was too. A, was this just for the Oklahoma State Cowboys? Like, oh, what was, it? Was, this oh their, wow. was this their brilliant micro, like micro targeting mid moment? Yeah, they were yeah. micro targeting <laughs> just specifically Oklahoma State fans. Well, if they did that, wouldn't they like no, do like, like a memorable moment in the game or something oh, to get yeah, them to smile yeah, or you something? Think, you know, like because. First of all, would a cowboy ever buy a camera that's going to talk? No. No. 
No, definitely. A cowboy like players know how to man. work they're, a camera. What do the they frontier, need a camera for? You know? Yeah. yeah. They, they, they don't, don't want, they don't don't take want no pictures. pictures. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not, it doesn't make Why would sense. Sinbad want a camera is the question. What does he think? Also, yeah. Also, is this like, was this set in the Wild West or was this in 1996 just around some cowboys? Because if cowboys mm. saw something like that happen, they would yes. probably, like, their mind would leap out of their fucking skulls. That's true. Be like, what is, well, the what guys, is this? The, the cowboys on there didn't look like real cowboys. No. They definitely looked like dressed up guys they yeah. found on the side of the, you know. They're like, hey, put, well, these, put this hat on. Like, he's doing his like Michael J. Fox uh, cowboy impersonation because he's got like a kind of a colorful color shirt. He's got a vest on, but he's not like right. full, he's not like full cowboy. He's like whatever he imagined a cowboy might be. <laughs> No, it's totally true. He doesn't look the part at all. I'm looking at it again. Yeah. At the rough neck at the rough neck ranch. Yes. Nothing about him looks rough neck. <laughs> it's like a ten gallon dumb guy cowboy hat. They get they get that in the shot though, definitely. The roughneck yeah. ranch to make, the, make sure that's how, we that's know. How you know it's real. Yeah, it's a real cowboy. Maybe there. it's a, is it is it a durability thing where you're like a Polaroid can go anywhere, you know? Like you could take it you could take it anywhere with Yeah, you. but they didn't you, say it's that. On the roughneck ranch. Yeah. I know they're implying it though. It's this galaxy brain right here. It was yeah, it was just all about the, the recording. It really wasn't even about the Polaroid. I can't even hear like trying to think and I cannot come up with anything. I can't even sell you guys on it now. Like by by looking no. for extra angles, you guys are still like, no, I'm still out. No, no, that doesn't, it's just it doesn't matter. There. Polaroid's even more of a novelty now than it was then, and still no. I mean, no. I, I feel like we couldn't even get it into like Urban Outfitters now. They'd be like, no, we'll pass. we'll take a pass. I mean, I, and I love novelty dumb shit. I know. I mean, that had to be like. High technology back then, right? For something to record you, I guess. But why would you put oh, it in a I'm camera? Sure, I'm sure it was like, yeah, I'm sure there's like a like what like a forty kilobyte processor inside of there, and like, exactly. like we have forty kilobytes. It's like an email nowadays. And I'm yeah. sure the phrase could only be so big, right? Yeah, like probably like, yeah. as many words as he said, cow, <laughs> probably, like four yeah. words. <laughs> he probably more. spanned it out as far <laughs> yeah. as they could. They had to practice it because they probably That's went too true. long, and it was probably like cow. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the one thing. I, here's the one thing I can tell you. They definitely wrote a big check for Sinbad. Oh, Sinbad what that commercial was. He got paid. Man. And so how pissed was he when he saw the strip on it and had to say that? <laughs> Not pissed because he was laughing all the way to the bank, man. Keep, ca- keep yeah, cashing totally those true. checks, Sinbad. Definitely. I will. I will. I will. We're available, for Polaroid. If you guys are going to bring this back for Urban Outfitters. <laughs> What do you remember about? So they go on as we're as we're wrapping up. Uh, they go on then to the final four. What do you remember about uh, that that final four team? Or just thinking back uh, as a Oklahoma State fan, and then how are you feeling about this year's team? I want to talk a little bit because they're kind of they're, oh, they're, yeah. they're relevant this year. They're fun as hell. Um, so what I remember, obviously, I didn't get to go to the final four, but I just remember, you know, being there. I knew who Ed. O- Ed O'Bannon was. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily know who George Zedek was. And so I'm like, well, if Big Country's already handled McDice, Tim Duncan, and Marcus Camby, who the who's this guy? Yeah, and he did. kind of like George George Zedek had a hell of a game. He, did. he played such good defense on on Big Country. Yeah. And I think that was because he had the girth to like go against yeah. Big Country. But yeah, it just wasn't a good game, and we were never in it, unfortunately. Yeah. The the Oban- they they were the Obanans. That probably was their year. I don't know that anybody. Was they, that was them. their year. They were yeah. deep as hell too. Yeah. Like they, they we had we literally had like a sixth and seventh man, 
And then maybe if big country like lost a contact, then we'd have another big guy come in for a little bit. Like it, it you know, I, they they were pulling dudes off the bench that were really really good. For sure, for sure. What about this year's team? How are you feeling going into the tournament? I'm feeling a lot better now because like at the beginning of the year, you know, we is a whole new class. Like, yeah. So with Cade Cunningham, who looks Rondell Walker, he's so good, and yeah. then, like you know he's. He's so talented, but like they just really weren't clicking yet. But then once they actually kind of got a, a starting five set, and then like I, I, I like Cade Cunningham being our point guard, and I like Isaac Likely being our two because mm-hmm. that dude does not, not need the ball. He needs to like penetrate. He's like a, this bulldog of a person who's just so much stronger than other guards. And while we don't have a big, we have a lot of <laughs> basically skinny, tall dudes who are athletic as hell. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys. Should I'd be excited with with Cunningham? We could be a problem. You can make a run, sure. right? Like if you got a guy yeah, that we can good, make a run. yeah. Let's be honest. We'll just be excited like- by you made the tournament. Well, they're not making the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Winning the Big Ten tournament is our only hope. So, and uh, we don't win that. I'm, I'm looking for teams to cheer for, though. That's what I mean. They're not in it. I so. thought you're gonna be rooting for the Zags. Oh well, the Zags are my pick. They've been my pick since day one. But but I mean, I like you know, I want I like uh, the underdog story or someone like making a surprise run too. So that's kind of that's what's fun about yeah. it. Like that's that that's where the oh, story storylines develop, and it'd be cool to see, you know, Cunningham make a run, even like to the elite eight, and go go up against one of those like one seeds and see if he could knock them off. Because I love seeing like that type of stuff. You could get we didn't get a you know some of the big matchups between the top the top prospects. So to see like Suggs versus Cunningham, I think would be pretty sweet too. Well, I mean, just to have the tournament yeah. this year is pretty well. That's sweet. gonna be nice. I mean, that's gonna last be nice year too. that was just horrible. Look uh, forward to that all year. No doubt, no doubt about it. Well, guys- Oklahoma State didn't even know if they'd be required to be in the tournament this year because of the whole Adidas assistant coach right. scandal from like three years ago. And so luckily they're, they've dragged their feet and they get Cade Cunningham in, in the national tournament. Yeah, I think I think maybe the NCAA might have uh, taken a look at him after the first couple of games. They're like, yeah, we, maybe we'll get him in. We'll figure this out for this year. It's we'll too hold much this money. off till summer. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We'll find, we'll find a way to <laughs> penalize them after the tournament. Or just take, yep, your, yep. just take your wins away after you win something. So they get their money <laughs> first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fine, exactly. I don't care. Yeah. Don't worry, T Boone Pickett's will will reimburse everybody. <laughs> oh God, I miss him so much. <laughs> yeah, the T Boone Pickett's foundation. Sorry. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right, guys, you got anything else? All right, I'm gonna get us out of here. Thank you for listening to the 199 podcast with. HVS, the high volume shooters. For more information, check out the blog at 199.com under HVS. And while you're there, do yourself a favor and pick up some retro college shorts. Till next time. <laughs>